you miss Canty and Carlin? Big night for the Giants, trying to go to 3-0 and on the season. The Dallas Cowboys come in with Cooper Rush at quarterback. Been a great start to the year for Saquon Barkley. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in ESPN Plus, also on the ESPN app. And we're thrilled to welcome in Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants, Sean O'Hara, who joins us right now. He's part of their pre- and post-game shows uh, on MSG Networks in New York. Sean, it's Chris and Chris. We appreciate the time, brother. And first of all, when you look at the Giants' 2-0 and start, is this who they are? Or is this more who they are aspiring to be and they've just gotten some things to break right for them early? Well, that's a great question, and let me just say it's an honor to be joining the CNC Music Factory. Uh, <laughs> I knew you couldn't resist. Damn it! Just I gonna make couldn't you sweat, resist, baby. I, I know you guys are both in a full lather right now, uh, so it, it's very fitting. Um, the, the 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 brow sweat right now. The uh, oh my the god, sweat, just the eyes, the nose sweat. Yeah, I'm sure that that that, that definitely starts around hour two. Um, but uh, listen, I, I'm. Thanks for having me on. Um, you, you guys are great. I love you both. Um, to answer your question directly, Chris, they're not a 2-0 team when you look at the way that they've played. But, look, the ball has kind of bounced their way for the first time in the last couple of years. And I think if you're the Giants right now, you are ecstatic at the fact that you're 2-0 and you haven't even played great ball yet. I mean, the defense – was phenomenal. They were lights out last week when you consider all the guys that they were down and, and the personnel that they were playing with um, and, and what they were able to accomplish against Christian McCaffrey. Even though he rushed for 100 yards on the ground, he didn't damage uh, them in the passing game. But, uh, you know, look, Randy Bullock pull, pulls a field goal and you win a game on the road and give credit to, to Dable for going for two and for the guys for rallying back. But I think, you know, this game tonight is going to be a, a real litmus test against this Cowboys defense as to what this Giants offense is going to be because week one Saquon looked you know he looked like the rookie of the year Saquon and then against Carolina the I thought the offensive line had a, a little bit of a regression uh, compared to how well they played in week one so this is big and uh you know as as I know from my days as a Giant and playing big canty when he was down in Dallas, uh, things always get a little ugly down there in the trenches in, in this uh, in this matchup. Yeah, and when I used to play against you guys, that's when I realized if you can't beat them, join them. But diving a little closer into this matchup, Sean, and looking at this offensive line and the challenge that's in front of them, they're going to have to deal with what many people are calling the best defensive player in all of football, including me, which is Micah Parsons. And Lawrence Taylor said it late last week that he's showing up to watch this primetime matchup because he wants to see the guy that everybody is comparing to him. We saw Michael Parsons post on social media a picture of Michael Jordan's flu game. We know he missed some time earlier this week from practice with an illness. What are the New York Giants offensive linemen going to have to do in order to keep Michael Parsons from wrecking this game for their offense? Yeah, that's a great question. It's funny. You say if you can't beat him, join him. We said we can't block him, so sign him. <laughs> we, 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 we couldn't block you, Chris, so we said, hey, bring him on our team because you were wearing out Richie Soiber and, uh, and and the rest of us. 
And it worked uh, out for yeah, all of us. It worked out for all of us. <laughs> it did. It did, yeah. You know, as, as you know, all your Cowboys brethren are still admiring your, your, your bling. Listen, this game, when you turn on the film, I mean, absolutely. It's, all right, how do we block 11? How are we going to handle them? And as much as it's on the O-line, I put this on Mike Kafka and Brian Dable as well. Anytime we went into a Wednesday meeting and we were playing the Cowboys back in the day, it was like, all right, what do we do with DeMarcus Ware? That's how disruptive he is. And it's, okay, look, first play of the game, we're going to run toss crack. Like, we want him looking left and right. We don't want him just taking off after the quarterback. So we're going to crack him. We're going to run a wham play. We're going to trap him. We're going to hit him with a draw, hit him with a screen right out of the gate, and just slow him down and make him think about other things. Like, he can't just have a one-track mind. So uh, that's first and foremost from a game plan standpoint. Um, but, you know, look, if you're Dan Quinn, you'd be crazy to not put him over Evan Neal. Uh, Andrew Thomas is, is, is playing at a Pro Bowl level right now, and he has really done a great job with his sets, with his punch. But last year, when the Giants, every time they played the Cowboys, both times, they lined up Micah over the left guard, and over Nate Solder, and they just said, go ahead and eat. And as a rookie, he made those guys look silly. So uh, I fully expect them to ha- – they're going to have all kinds of stunts and twist games, and it's not just Micah, you know, rushing up the field on a, on a regular pass rush. They're going to have some stunts and get some movement because that's always the toughest thing to block as a line. But uh, in a chip on his way out of routes, the running back chips are so crucial when you're playing against a guy like Micah. Sean O'Hara, Giants Super Bowl champion, and he does pre- and post-game for the Giants on MSG Network with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Sean, Daniel Jones, what has been the influence of Brian Dable so far? Well, I think what we've seen with, with Daniel Jones in this offense is that they, they're not scared to move him around and have him throwing on the run. Um, you know, we knew that he had that potential. Um, I, I think the biggest challenge and the biggest fix for Brian Dable and his staff is, all right, how do we eliminate the bad play, but how do we get him to process things faster? And I think that's really the, the one thing that I have not seen from Daniel Jones from year one to year four is that, hey, the ball's coming out quicker. Like the anticipatory throws are there. He's not holding on to the ball. He's not burping the baby, as we call it. That's when bad plays happen. Um, so I still have, I, I don't see that ball coming out as quick as I would like on certain situations. And I think he's still adjusting to this new offense. Um, you know, look, that's a big part of it. Anytime you're running a new system and, you know, you're trying to figure out timing and routes and protections and do all that stuff, it's, you know, it takes you a good four or five weeks before you really feel like you're, you're running 100 miles an hour without having to think and look at your wristband or process a, a personnel or a formation in your head. So I think those areas and, and really the red zone it has been has been crucial for them. They were the worst red zone offense in the league last year, I think. So, uh, that's what they've got to do, and we saw that rear its ugly head against Carolina. They should have been up 14 nothing in the first quarter, and they ended up settling for field goals and almost cost them the game. Um, I think those are two aspects. I, I don't think Daniel Jones gets enough credit for how, how accurate he is and how willing he is to hang in the pocket and make some of those throws. But, again, that being Captain Courageous sometimes ends up being his downfall. Sean, the Giants have some moving parts on the defensive side of the ball going into this game. They're going to have Tavon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, but they're going to be without Leonard Williams for the first time in a couple of years. How does Wink Martindale navigate that, and what do you expect to see differently from this Giants defense tonight? 
Yeah, I think losing Leo is a huge blow. Um, you know, he is so good with his hands, so strong. I don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is against the run as well as getting after the quarterback. My, my guess would be that you're going to see Dexter Lawrence a lot more on third down, you know, whereas, you know, typically he's the big, he's the bigger guy. Uh, maybe he's coming off the field, you know, on third down and he's a first and second down guy. But um, I, I think the Giants have to be careful with both Thibodeau and Ojolari coming back and playing in his first game. You, you don't want him to throw him out there. And certainly for Thibodeau, who's been off for a while on Ojolari uh, as well, you don't want them playing 75 snaps in their first game like that. That that could end up, you know, being a, a a bad plan for the long haul, but I no doubt those guys, you know, I'm sure that they're looking forward to their first opportunity, and of course they're going to get to go against a rookie left tackle and Tyler Smith. So, um, you know, I think everybody's going to be chomping at the bit to try to line up over that guy. And you know, the Cowboys' O line has has had some struggles as well, and losing Tyron Smith was a huge blow. But you know, with Cooper Rush back there you know wink martindale he loves to blitz you're damn right he's going to blitz in this first quarter like he wants to know if cooper rush understands hot concepts and if he knows how to protect himself and go from a five-man protection to keeping the back end keeping the tight end in can he handle all that and with this whiteout, what what impact does the crowd noise make so uh, i think this is a perfect setup for wink martindale but as you mentioned he's he's gotta he's gotta create some things up front and you know, his pressure package is keep an eye on Julian Love. When, when he's down at the line of scrimmage, he's down there for a reason. He's not dropping back in coverage. That, he's been the most disruptive guy whenever they want to bring pressure. Awesome stuff as usual, Sean. Appreciate it. And, you know, the comic relief as well. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I'm just curious, is, uh, is Canty wearing a Giants hoodie sweatshirt with a Cowboys T-shirt underneath? Like, how does this work? Uh, this is how it works, Sean. This is the matchup that I actually can't lose because they're two of my former teams, and as long as I cash <laughs> checks for both teams, I feel like I'm entitled to be a fan of both teams. Put it this way, Sean. He and I were doing the Ravens-Patriots yesterday in Foxborough, and he had a purple sweater on. <laughs> but I was completely objective in my analysis of the game. Except for the last call when you put your hands in the air when Lamar <laughs> punched it in. Thanks, uh, as usual. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. I'll see All you right, soon, Sean. All right, well. All right, boys. Appreciate you guys. Miss you. Sean O'Hara. He's the best. Super Bowl champion with the Giants, and he's on their pre- and post-game. And I will be joining Sean O'Hara on the post-game here in the month of October. So excited about that opportunity. Can't keep keeping her to me, me and Sean getting a chance to go at it. I like it. Just with suit and ties and not helmets and shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We asked this question today for a very specific reason. Who is the best show in sports right now? Because yesterday, Canty and I saw it. We'll explain, and we want your take at 888-SAY-ESPN on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-729-3776. Lines are open now. Who is the best show in sports? We'll give you our answer in moments on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Tim Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Lines are open right now because we're about to tell you why Lamar Jackson is the best show in sports, bar none. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We saw it in person yesterday up in Foxborough. And it's better than advertised when you get to watch it. Yeah, it is. This wasn't just about somebody who was great. This is about somebody who's great at a lot of things and has progressively gotten so much better in the areas that he was criticized for not being good at. And for those of you that continue to believe that Lamar Jackson is just an athletic guy who runs all over the place and doesn't make a lot of plays in the pass game, Here's an idea. Watch him play. Watch him play, and you will understand that everything that you have previously believed about him is wrong. Because, Chris, yesterday we saw a guy that can beat you in so many different ways. He's borderline unstoppable. No question No question about it, Carlin, and he was on his third-string tackle. I mean, we saw it. Patrick McCary went out early in that second quarter, and Daniel Faalele stepped in, and he was a liability for that offensive line, Carlin, because Dietrich Wise went to work. He had a couple of back-to-back sacks. Didn't he have a total of three sacks in the first in half the of that first game? Half exactly. And we were trying to figure out whether or not the Ravens' offense was going to be able to get it going because that defensive front for the Patriots was living in the backfield. But we also said if the Baltimore Ravens are going to get out of Foxborough with a win – Lamar Jackson had to be the catalyst, and that's exactly what we saw. After he shook off an interception that he threw midway through the second quarter, you're talking about him leading four consecutive scoring drives for that Baltimore Ravens offense. And a lot of people are talking about how he did it with his legs and him being able to take off. He had the 38-yard scramble. He had the 25-yard run. But, Carlin, this guy did it with his arm, especially when the New England Patriots defense decided to bring pressure. Against the Blitz yesterday, he was 9-10 for 110 yards, Carlin, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Unbelievable what Lamar Jackson was able to do against pressure. And, Carlin, that had been an aspect of his game where people were super critical of him. Remember that Thursday night primetime game a year ago against the Miami Dolphins where he had no answer for zero Blitz? Well, guess what? He's got answers now. Yeah. He showed it in back-to-back weeks. And so when people start talking about Lamar Jackson, yeah, he's an elite-level athlete, but watch how he's playing the quarterback position, the touch throws, the throw to Devin DuVernay in the second half at the back pylon in the end zone. That ain't a throw that a lot of quarterbacks can make. No. And then the one that you were super impressed with, Mac Wilson on a run-through has a dead run and a full head of steam on Lamar Jackson – 
Jackson is drifting, 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 throws a perfect ball up the seam to Mark Andrews in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. That's elite-level quarterback play, Carly. And, and Chris, he's backpedaling as he throws it, and it's not just arm strength. It's the only place a little bit above where Devin McCourty was right in front of Andrews, and only Andrews could get it by going over. Yeah. And that doesn't happen by accident. I mean, the guy is so, so good, and I'm just – I'm tired of people just thinking that he's a running quarterback and that's it. And he can't beat you any other way. And if you bottle him up, that'll be it. Nobody is, nobody, think about this for a second. Nobody else is better at bottling up this kind of quarterback than Bill Belichick. No question. He is elite when it comes to the multiple things that a guy like uh, Jackson can do in trying to shut that down. But think back to last week to two things. Think back to the way Belichick spoke about him mm-hmm. because he does. He throws around compliments like manhole covers. Doesn't happen very <laughs> often. He'll speak respectfully of other people, yes. but you can tell the guys that he really, really admires, and Lamar Jackson is one of them. And then secondly, I think about Devin McCourty last week when he was on with us, and he said, it, it, he was telling us about the fact that it's not just about running around and that. You see his mind working as he is surveying the field, figuring out where he's going to go with the ball, working through progressions, but doing it at a much faster level. And I'm glad you brought that up in terms of him figuring it out because it took him a quarter and a half, and we made the point on the broadcast that the Patriots' defensive front, they were tied together in terms of trying to cage Lamar Jackson, not giving him any alleys to duck out of the pocket or anything like that, just, you know, all working together simultaneously to collapse the pocket down on Lamar. And it took him a while to figure out exactly what they were doing. And then once he did late in that second quarter, that was it. That was the end of the game in effect. Now, Mac Jones turning the ball over like it's nobody's business in the second half played a role in it as well. But Lamar Jackson was the reason that the Ravens were able to get out of there with a huge road win. And you made the point, when teams that start out 1-1 one and one get to 2-1, and one, they make the playoffs 54% of the time. When teams that start out 1-1 one and one go to 1-2, and two, it goes to 25%. And that's over the last 30 years. So the fact that the Ravens were able to get that win on the road in Foxborough where not a lot of teams have a lot of success, that was impressive. We do need to spend a minute here. Something that we have not talked a lot about is the fact that Mac Jones got as injured as he did at the end of that game. Now, x-rays came back negative, but it sounds like it's a high ankle sprain. And if that's the case... That's several weeks. Yeah, we're not going to see him for at least a month. And Brian Hoyer is not winning the Patriots a lot of games. Yeah, so where are we going? To Bailey Zappi? I, I saw him in the – I did the bowl game with Western Kentucky at App State. I mean, he They can, put up a bunch of points now. <laughs> he can chuck it all over the lot. He, he had uh, 6,000 yards passing and like 62 touchdowns. He broke Burroughs' record last year, but that's Western Kentucky. Yeah. And he's not terribly big, but he, he – listen, he's – Impressive, but he's a third-string quarterback. Well, how much of a chance you got with Brian Hoyer to beating the Green Bay Packers? None. Yeah, exactly. None. I don't know that you have a much better chance with Bailey Zappi, but I'd rather go with the unknown than the known quantity in this particular instance. You may as well chuck the kid out there and see what happens. Like, I don't yeah. love to do that a lot, but... I, it it happened once upon a time with Tom Brady. Seemed yeah. like it worked out. I'm not saying Bailey's going to be Tom Brady. Uh, Zappi's going to be Tom Brady. But all I'm simply saying is you know what Brian Hoyer is. 
The Patriots right now, they're in a bad way, Carlin, because there are at least two teams in the division that they're looking up at, and I'm not quite sure it's not three teams. Agreed. I agree. I, I did say maybe it'll come a little more true and not because of the injury. I, I can't really, you know, sit here and take any credit yet when I said that the Jets would win more games than the Patriots. But it's not, that's not looking crazy right now. Well, when Zach Wilson comes back, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what it looks like. It's yeah. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We had the top five earlier with Mr. Canty of the things that he saw in week number three. Oh, we've got the bottom five. The gutter. And I, I, friends, I had a tough, tough process of keeping it to just five. But we made it happen. That is next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. The Bills can't wait to make moves in the secondary. It's time for them to trade for Chuck Clark now. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to linkedin.com slash sports. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We've got your play of the day coming up in just a few moments after we gave you a winner on Friday. Hello. Missouri Plus 7. Hello. That's right. Right now, though, my friends, you heard the top five earlier. Well, guess what you're going to get now. Here's Carlin with the bottom five. Yeah, you're di- You're damn right. What did you say? I'm sorry. What did you say, Ev? I thought Evan said... I thought Ev said something. I think it was Ryan. I think, yeah, we, we got a couple of cooks in the kitchen right now. Okay. But we got to go dumpster diving, though. Well, but you know what this is all presented by is Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Okay. Not enough O's and smooth. There you go. That's how we begin it. So let's roll. Number five. Number five, Chris, Justin Herbert on the field. He is wincing in pain in this game. Agony. And they're down 38-10. Come on. Brandon Staley, come on. It's not, you know, have you noticed that this is not just about the dumb decisions to go for it this year with Brandon Staley so far? 
It's just about dumb decisions. It's about stubbornness, isn't it? It really is. I'm going to stay with my guy, and oh, he wanted to be on the field, so Stop. we're going to let him ride. Sometimes you have to protect the player from himself. When he is a franchise quarterback who is truly your only hope to carry your franchise forward, you have great players around him, and this is what you're doing, and now Rashawn Slater's out. So you're going to continue to run him out there. No. If I'm I'm the Chargers right now, sit him down. Let's let him get healthy. There is no point to him playing. Number four. The Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. The Raiders have lost three games by a combined 13 points, Mm. but they lose to Tennessee yesterday. Yeah. Chris, there will be discussions, and there have been discussions, about the AFC West not being nearly as good as we thought, and those discussions are going to be had because of the Raiders being 0-3 so far. I would argue that that's completely unfair because I think they are a better team than they have shown, judging by the fact that they've lost by as little as they have. But they can't get over the hump of these games, and you have to be able to get over the hump against the Tennessee Titans. And when you have games that you lose and they're closely contested, Carl, and the first thing I think about Number is coaching. Three. And that was one of the things coming into the AFC West that was underreported, understated. You're talking about three teams that have question marks at coaching. Brandon Staley is still a question mark. He hasn't proven anything in this league. No. Nathaniel Hackett, can we say that's still a question mark? (laughs) And Josh McDaniels, the second time around, we'll see if it's any better than when he was in Denver, still a question mark. So for all of the praise and all of the the, the adoration we want to put on the AFC West, might need to pump the brakes for a second. Coaching matters in this league. It does matter. I'm not ready to pump the brakes completely, but the Raiders, be better. Be better. <laughs> Find a way for Pete's Number sake. three. Number three. Dear God, speaking of the AFC West, I was subjected to just the worst football I've seen in a long time last night, mm. and that was the Broncos 49ers. Who I com- thought that was a baseball game based uh, on the score. Uh, at Coors Field. Yeah, Yeah. it basically would be. Chris, I don't know if you know this. They set an NFL record for punts. They combined to punt 74 times last night. (laughs) Or at least that's what it felt like. Oh, my God. Just go away with this. Uh, At least Russ was able to lead a drive to help them win the game. Yeah. But for Pete's sake, come on. Just entertain us a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that was bad football. That was bad football, but you wonder if the Denver Broncos found something in that last drive with Russell Wilson yeah. and Portland Sutton. I don't wonder much. They're 2-1 and one in spite of who their coach is right now. That's amazing to me that it's the case. We need more from Russ. That's just all there is to Number it. two. The New York Jets. Ugh. Wow. A week after an emotional come-from-behind win, uh, incredibly unlikely. They just go out and lay an egg. And I know it's the Bengals, and I'm sure the Bengals uh, were thinking about the game last year that they went into the Meadowlands and lost to the Jets. But, Chris, that can't happen yesterday. The Jets, is 27-9. That was never a game. Joe Joe Flacco is going to be in a broadcast booth somewhere, whether it's doing NFL games or whatever. He's incredibly well-spoken. I think he'll be excellent at it. 
and frankly, I think he's waited a year too long to do it. The Jets' defense had more fight against their assistant coaches on the sideline than they did against the Bengals' offense. Oh, my God. <laughs> Quinn and Williams and Jeff Ulbrich getting into it. No, it wasn't Ulbrich. It. it was Aaron Whitecott and the defensive line coach. Oh, okay. And they were arguing about whether or not they needed the blitz. Well, guess what? You weren't putting any pressure on Joe Burrow otherwise, so I can understand why Ulbrich would want a blitz. You're talking about a guy that had sacked 13 times coming into yesterday, and you couldn't sniff him. So maybe they did need the blitz. I don't know, man. It's just a mess around the Jets. I know Rob Sala said he's taking receipts. I mean, hey, why don't you focus on trying to win more football? Yeah, those, that receipts, those receipts better include yourself. Yeah. Because you're the guy calling the shots here, and it's not going well. Number yeah. one. Number one. Just, I, it's amazing to me that teams continue to not understand clock management. I mean, we could talk about. I don't know, delay of games that were called. One was called. One could have been called in the Bucks game down the stretch in crunch time with Tom Brady. And it's not just on Brady. That's the whole operation. Yeah. That's the whole operation not getting together on the same page and ready to go. And, dear God, that's frustrating. That's the Bills yesterday. You're seeing Ken Dorsey completely trashing the coaching box because the Bills can't get in – uh, a spot in time and understand like Isaiah McKenzie's trying to get out of bounds but he was nowhere close to being able to do it and the Bills can't get to the line of scrimmage in time to spike the football it was bad everywhere yesterday everywhere. What, what about the end of the first half with the Kansas City Chiefs it was terrible and Patrick Mahomes Eric, Eric and Eric the enemy getting into it I mean Chris Patrick Mahomes is having trouble with it now it's like an epidemic it's like a pandemic. It's a pandemic. It is a pandemic. It's affecting the football world. And you know what? There ain't a booster shot to get you out of this one. All right? <laughs> Just figure it out. But you know Even who... Nathaniel Hackett hired a clock management coach. But you know who feels immune? The Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I'll tell you what. They might be the best team in football. They're the best team in the NFC. They might be the best team in football. Well... If only somebody had told us that they could go to the Super Bowl. Wow. Well, I, you know what? It's amazing how flexible you are to be able to pat yourself on the back the way you do. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's almost like Merlin you know Manson. Did you take out a rib? I'm just trying to figure it no. out. You know what it is? What is it? All the hot yoga. Oh, that's, that's it. what okay. it is. Oh. Incredibly flexible. Okay. Yes. What is it Bikram yoga? Is that uh, what it is? Yeah. I mean, listen, okay. you probably don't want to envision what that looks like, but. Bottom line is... Well, listen, the bald mamba uses alternative methods in order to get prepared to do a high-level show. I have to say, this is going to stick for me. The bald mamba. I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. I do. Chris walks into the booth yesterday at Foxborough and says, bald mamba! (laughs) And I immediately, immediately was on board. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. One superstar demanded a trade, but... He says he's not surprised that he never actually got traded. That is on the way along with our play of the day. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Yankee game last night called in the sixth inning, so Aaron Judge did not get his full complement of opportunities to hit number 61. And, uh, yeah, listen, he's a little stuck right now. little stuck on 60. Yeah, it's going to happen for him, though. I know. It's going to happen for them, and I'm hoping that it gets started with this set that they got against the Blue Jays. Well, listen, it'd be nice. Maybe he hits one, you know, gets one to that kid who he had had down last year mm-hmm. uh, or earlier this season, and you know, taking the pictures, kissing the babies with. It was great. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think with Judge at this point, we know it's going to happen. Uh, I'm disappointed that it didn't happen at Yankee Stadium, but – I, I do think you're probably getting a little snug with it, aren't you, if you're him? You're getting a little tight? A little uncomfortable. Yeah. it's. I mean, to be so close to history, I mean, he, he's on the verge of winning the Triple Crown, but then you're talking about, you know, being etched in the record books as tying the American League home run record or actually having a chance to break the American League home record and in the eyes of a lot of people being viewed as the single-season home run title holder because they dismiss what we saw from Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds. So, I mean, it does become interesting. I I, I think that there's going to be a huge relief or a huge sigh of relief once he gets to 62 but until that happens, the pressure is going to be on. But this is a guy that always steps up when the pressure is at its greatest and finds a way to deliver. Here's Judge on the uh, situation at the moment. Yeah, well, I'd like to hit. I think anybody will want more at-bats. Um, but I think you can ask everybody in that room that we're excited. We came away with, uh, you know, a narrow victory and, you know, one 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 win closer to uh, clinching the division. That was last night when it got cut short. Um, listen, I get it. He's going to say all the right things. At some point, we got to, you know, it's not just about getting a win. At some point, it's going to be like, hey, Aaron, what's going on? Uh, I don't know. I'm in my head here. I can't get out of my own way. Yeah. I mean, that is something that you have to worry about. But I don't think this guy is going to go into one, be in one, and not be able to produce and not break the record. It's going to happen. He's going to break the record. And this, I know it feels like he's running out of chances. Yeah. It's going to happen. And this is He's too it, good of a hitter. It really does prove what a bad guy I am. Because I was sitting there on Friday night as I'm doing my prep work and watching the game on Apple TV thinking, I hope he hits both on Apple TV. (laughs) You're a bad guy. I'm a bad guy. You're a good teammate, but you're a bad guy. I tell you, that would have been a very, very tough spot for Steven Nelson, who's the play-by-play guy on that. And there would have been some hard feelings for a lot of other people, too. uh, Definitely so. The fact that they wouldn't have been involved with that call. Yeah. Yeah, and I get it, but ultimately, it's about judge at this point. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, also on SiriusXM Channel 80, friends. So if you were listening on Friday, we may not have gotten our NFL picks terribly right. We went 0 for 3 there Ooh, that was in bad. the contest, by the way. That I was mean, bad. In the contest right now, we are 4 and 5 Uh 
Freddie and Fitzsimmons, as each ESPN show has three NFL games that we pick each and every week, uh, Freddie and Fitzsimmons also went 0-3. So they are now 6-3. and uh, We are tied with Spain and Fitz, who are also 4-5. and And bringing up the rear, uh, Barton Hahn, also 4-5. and uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max having a lot of trouble getting on the same page. Are they really? Three and six. Not a surprise. Right now. Right Not now. Not a surprise. Ooh. But we've only got a one-game lead on them, so I don't know if we can peacock too much. Six, uh, six to 10 a.m. Eastern time each and every day. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Check it out and check it out so that uh, they make sure uh, they know when we are hammering them later this year. Time to earn some cash. The taste of money. The smell of wealth. It's Garland's best play of the night. The taste of money. Oh, get out those parlay pens. We gave it a winner on Friday with Missouri plus seven against Auburn. Here is your little parlay for tonight. Hold on. Before you give it to him, mm. I don't want to put too much on this. What is that? But mean? I feel really, really good about this. Now, I know you reserve the Lockadini for when you have that feeling, that winning feeling. Mm-hmm. But with the picks that we came up with for tonight's game, I got that winning feeling. Oh, boy. I got that feeling that I had when I picked the Jags to win outright yes, you against did. the Chargers. He had that. Not, not just the three and a half points, the plus outright. three and a half. Outright. Yep. And they came through for me. That horse came through for me. I feel like these horses that we picking tonight, they're going to come through for us. Okay. All right. Ready? Let's do it. Three-leg parlay. Cowboys plus one and a half. That's right. Noah Brown for the Cowboys. Over 44 and a half yards receiving. Mm. Daniel Bellinger. That's right. For the Giants. That's right. The no-name tight end. No, he's got a name. He's got a name. His name is over eight and a half yards. Tonight his name means cash. (laughs) Daniel Bellinger, <laughs> his name means cash the, of Las Vegas fame, Daniel Bellinger. That, yes. That guy. Yeah. The payout on this three-leg parlay, plus 514. Let's make some money. Let's do it. Sometimes it's the worst. Sometimes it's the best. Best. Either way, we'll get you straight with everything you need to know. This is... Three and out. Okay, number one, Miles Garrett involved in a one-car accident this afternoon after leaving the practice facility for the Browns. Suffered non-life-threatening injuries taken to a local hospital. Happened around 3 p.m. Crashes under investigation, but impairment uh, not suspected at all. Scary, scary incident right there. And I know a lot of people instantly go to what this means for the Cleveland Browns, but you just worry about the young man and how he's going to respond going through something like this and how he's going to come out on the other side, Carl. And his family's rushing to be by his side. Um, This is never something that you want to hear about when it comes to, you know, any of these professional athletes, but somebody especially as good as Miles Garrett, who's such a dominant player, it's, it's really, really scary. Uh, scary, and it was a rollover, apparently, with uh, his Porsche that suffered rollover damage. So hopefully everything is okay yeah. with Miles Garrett. Uh, the NFL replacing the Pro Bowl. Thank God. <laughs> it is going to be a week-long skills competition and a flag football game. The league announced that uh, today. The new event will replace the 
<laughs> and I love the way they put this full contact showcase. <laughs> It's not. It's non-contact showcase. So it's going to be a flag football game, right? And oh, I would love it if they had captains like the leading vote getters for the Pro Bowl, right? To actually be the captains, kind of like what the NBA does. Yep. And then have guys pick their flag football teams. Yes. Because you could use a lot of strategy with that, and I'm sure you can have some pass rushers to pull the flags off after a certain count. Like they could make it a really, really fun event uh, that a lot of people could get behind and support. Yeah, it's kind of cool. And I would then, also like to see like the 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 guys bench press two twenty five, like the strength competition. Bring that back a little bit. Yeah, I remember when Larry Allen did that and bench press two twenty five forty five times. Oh boy, yeah, twenty five times. Twenty five. What'd you say? Forty five. Forty five. Yeah, Larry Larry Allen, strongest man in the NFL. Yeah, forty five. Yeah, Oof. he used to laugh at Leroy Glover when Leroy Leroy Glover actually had the strongest man trophy in his in his locker. Because he had won the competition? Nah, L.A. went and won it the following year. Last one, Kevin Durant, Nets Media Day today. Nick Friedel of ESPN asked Durant about still being in Brooklyn. First, are you surprised you're still here? No. I know I'm that good that you're just not going to give me away. So that's one thing I did appreciate about Sean and Joe. It's like, you're too great for us to give you away. Just that easy, that simple. So I get that. I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we know you didn't want to be there. That's what you told everybody. You didn't want to be there anymore, and yet you're still there. There you are. So good luck with that. Enjoy the situation that you created, KD. Enjoy all of that. Do you think KD's going to be there all year? I hope he is, so he can stew in the misery of having to play somewhere that he doesn't want to be. I, I hope he is. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.